Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Um, how are you doing uh, this morning? Good morning. Doing excellent. Yeah. I am listening to the buzz of a bunch of Anna's friends who just walked in the door here. It's fun summertime having all the college kids back. And so my house is very alive. The, there's a sweet group of girls here that love to get together and talk Jesus together. So they're meeting actually to have some time together in the Word this morning. Yeah, that's neat. Um, we do. We have Joshua home, and he's getting ready to uh, head over to. He's going to be a counselor this summer at Canicut Camp, which is a Christian, beautiful Christian camp in oh, Grant, Branson, Missouri. So he'll be. He's going to actually... Oh, in uh, Branson, Missouri. How yeah. long will he be there? He'll be there for the whole uh, summer? Or yeah, he'll be there for like six weeks. And um, he has been recruited and uh, as um, he's going to lead the camp counselors who lead the kids. So he's... Oh, very he's cool. He's been selected. Has he ca- gone to this camp in yeah. the past? Or? Okay. He's, he's been at the camp um, and then... Uh, uh, he never was a counselor for kids, but because of his uh, maturity and the way that he lives his life spiritually, mm-hmm. uh, they recruited him and put him at, over all the counselors. That's great. Uh, so it's kind of cool. Um, and good then, for him. So we're having a good time with him as well. It's fun to have him home. And, and Now, will Aiden head out there for the summer too, or will he stay in Colorado? No, Aiden is um, he's go- he's going to Poland. Uh, oh, that's right. On a, for mis- a mission trip, mission trip right? with the school, um, and then he'll uh, uh, he and you know he and I and his dad, mom, and Linda are headed over to uh, Monaco. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to watch the Formula One race uh, in Monaco, so that's going to be pretty, pretty spectacular to be part of that um, and enjoy that. Then we go to Tuscany, meet you there for our yep, le- leaders retreat forward to that. and then we go to Iceland to do some retreats uh, with Keith, Heath Carty and Rebecca's uh, they're gathering people to be uh, multipliers there in Iceland mm-hmm. so that's going to be kind of fun um, yeah I'm just going to highlight as you're saying that right now um, people be paying attention to the fact the international movement of God it is easy for us to get very America centric on what's going on and but boy, if we do that, we're losing the beauty of what God's doing all over the world right now. Yeah. And um, you know, we have a front row seat to some of that through AFJ Ministries, which I am thankful for. But God's really working everywhere. And so we need to keep our eyes open on the entire world. Yeah, it know? really is. And we uh, we actually, if you haven't, uh, go back and listen to uh, Aiden, our uh, grandson. Uh, he was a guest uh, in uh, June on Thursdays, um, I believe the... Uh, probably the 5th and the 12th, I believe, um, that, um, and Kathy actually caught this, but uh, God was speaking to Aiden International. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pay attention, International. I'm I'm getting you ready for something that you need to be part of, um, and so be be available to that. And he is going to travel International, and then AFJ, uh, Living Waters, All for Jesus Living Waters, 
is is uh, basically God has put us in a position where we're launching now an international ministry, which will be remember it's right. by it's by mul- in two different locations really. Yeah. It's by and it's by uh, multiplication, you know. So it's always receive and then give it away, receive and give it away. So it's going to be fun to see. So probably um, Aiden will have some connectivity to that mm-hmm. uh, to join what God is up to. But he basically said to Aiden. You know, and you caught it actually. You know, pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. And so we're, you know, we are going to uh, process that further, not to figure anything out. But you know, we talk about revelation and God's discernment right. is like, okay, we we are going to pay attention. Show us mm-hmm. as we walk with you. What does that mean? And there's no rush to it. And God's timing is perfect. Right? And uh, so it'll be it'll be kind of fun to that. But I think I love what you said, and that is that um, I think two things about it. One. Um, particularly as we've talked about End Times Friday, uh, we all need to be careful not to mm-hmm. be U.S.-centric. Yes. Uh, that the world revolves around the United States and the United mm-hmm. States policy and the United States uh, political scenario and who's in, who's in charge or who isn't. Um, the tribulation, remember, and even what's going on in the world is worldwide. Right. And interesting enough, the focus is actually Middle East and Israel. Mm-hmm. And it's not the United States. Right. Um, so our focus really needs to be worldwide, international. Pay attention mm-hmm. uh, and don't become U.S.-centric in our thinking or how we view things is, is to be open to the worldwide, what's going on worldwide, um, particularly as we as we head toward the tribulation. But on the other side of it is God's at work worldwide. Yes, absolutely. Um, and he's going to draw us to connect up with that. Uh, with people who have a heart to to really grow and understand and receive, and so uh, I think there is something that has kind of happened in the last year or so, and that is to even as you're giving it away, start to be open to mm-hmm. me connecting you with people internationally, uh, right? That that both have something to share with us as well as us to share with them and help them. In their mm-hmm. in their international uh, giving it away, so it'll be it'll be kind of fun to do. Um, as we are talking about the supernatural, um, we've gone through uh, a series of. Uh, first of all, we went, remember we went through questions. Mm-hmm. Well, I wonder about, and God said, "I'll answer those." Uh, Christ says, "Actually, I got some questions for you." <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, why do you find this so difficult, and why don't you believe, and and uh, what's the what's in the way, and why do you get easily distracted, and why do you go to logic? And um, so he says, um, as you understand these things, um, I'm going to help you work through it, so that you can live in the supernatural. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the whole purpose of it. Is if you'd open up your heart, it's okay to ask me questions. God says, and I'll, I'll show you. I have questions of you. Be open to let me uh, help you understand this. So that you can get to the right place with it and understand it, um, and then we talked about what it, you know what it really is, which is God's authority. There's no system to it. It's it's a relationship. It's Him speaking. It's our experiencing it. Is start to, starting to have confidence in that, mm-hmm. uh, and then it'll persuade us, you know, as we walk, you know, forward uh, into the beautiful life of this. Well, one of the questions that comes up is uh, to what exactly, and this is important, what do we have authority over? Mm, it's a great uh, question. Because it's, it's fuzzy. 
mm-hmm. and we wonder about um, mm-hmm. because we could say, um, and if we, you know, and we'll get into this, but we have to join God in what He has authority over, what He's chosen to have authority over, and what He, and understand then what He doesn't. Um, mm. And it's kind of an important element, and it's tricky because we would assume, well, he's got authority over everything, right? Right. Um, oh, yeah, uh, the power of it, but there's an element to it that he doesn't violate, which is going to be interesting. So hmm. um, let's look at this. Uh, we'll go through it. We'll just we'll just use the stories we've been talking about, um, you know, to to process it. Um, and that is uh, uh, to go through this. So it's um, Matthew 8. Okay. Um, and uh, he's going to start going through the stories. Is that um, uh, a leper, uh, he says, you know, Lord, if you're willing, uh, this is in, in chapter 8, verse uh, 1 and 2, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Mm-hmm. Then Jesus put out his hand, touched him, and says, I'm willing, be cleansed. And le- leprosy was cleansed. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, the next story. Uh, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. Um, I will come and heal him. Um, okay, uh, and he does. He said, well, you don't even need to come. Just speak the word, and he'll be healed. I know about this authority. And so he, in verse mm-hmm. 13, he says, go your way as you have believed. Let it be done for you. Your servant was healed of this illness, of this sickness. The next story, Peter's mother-in-law, which which, by the way, means Peter was married. <laughs> um, uh, he came into Peter's house. This is Capernaum. Saw a mother, uh, wife's mother lying sick. He touched her hand, and she and her fever left her, and she arose and served them. Um, so she had a fever. She was sick. Touched her. Got healed. Uh, when evening had come, the next story, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. Mm-hmm. He cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled with which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So he's trying Mm -hmm. to, uh, Matthew says, this is a truth that Isaiah spoke, and Jesus is the embodiment of that truth, that Mm -hmm. um, he heals all that were sick. Um, Okay, then uh, go down to uh, the story in, uh, starting in verse 23, uh, suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. Uh, his disciples came to him and said, Lord, save us, for we're perishing. Jesus said, oh, you have a little faith, which we've talked about. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so he rose, rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. Uh, who can this be? Even the winds and the sea obey him. The next story, uh, two, two men in uh, uh, Gergesenes uh, came out of their tomb, and they were you know, uh, demon-possessed. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they, the demons say to him, if you cast us out, permit us to go away. And the sweat of herd, go. And they went in the, sw- uh, uh, the herd of swine, and then they uh, perished. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole city you know, came out them and said, depart from us. And by the way, this is the Gentile region right. um, on the Sea of Galilee. And so they said, this, this is too much for us. You know, uh, Please don't stay here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, okay, so... Uh, what did we learn here? Uh, he's uh, authority over sickness, mm-hmm. disease, paralysis, more sickness, dementia, uh, demonic, uh, nature, uh, demon possession. 
Okay, so these are all the things that he had uh, authority over. Okay, let's go to uh, Matthew 10, uh, verses uh, uh, 1 to 15. All right, it says, and when, I had and when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Now the names of the 12 you, apostles you, you are can, these. You can skip those and then um, okay. uh, go ahead go and- Go down to um, sending out the 12, uh, verse five. Uh, yeah, we'll go down to, um, uh, yeah, do, go ahead in, in verse five and then tell them how, how he did this. These 12 Jesus sent out and commanded them saying, do not go into the way of the Gentiles and do not enter a city of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you have received, freely give. Provide neither gold nor silver nor copper in your money belts, nor bag for your journey, nor two tunics, nor sandals, nor staffs, for a worker is worthy of his food. Now whatever city or town you enter, inquire who in it is worthy and stay there until you go out. And when you go into a household, greet it. If the household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whoever will not receive you, nor hear your words, when you depart from that house of city, shake off the dust from your feet. Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Yep. Okay, so um, read verse 1 and 2 again. What did he have authority over? He said he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Okay, so uh, casting out demons. Mm-hmm. And um, he is able... Uh, to uh, heal all kinds of diseases and sicknesses. Right. So no problem, uh, does all of that. Um, okay. Um, so um, uh, let's, let's, we're gonna come back to this, but go over to Luke 8, um, or excuse me, yeah, Luke 8. Let me, let, me, uh, uh, let me walk through a few on this one because we're gonna jump, okay. jump around uh, Luke 8. Um, starting in verse 22, um, uh, he got into the boat with his disciples, uh, and they and the, he fell asleep. A windstorm came up. Uh, we're perishing, and, and this is the same other story. Mm -hmm. uh, he says, um, "How can how look at he commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him?" Um, then the next story is about the Gadarenes and the same thing that he cast out the demons. Mm -hmm. uh, so he talks that uh, in verse uh, 40. Uh, there was a man named Jairus, and he was ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet, begged him to come to his house. He says, my daughter is dying. He says, sure, I'll go. A woman mm -hmm. who's had a long-term illness, 12 years, mm -hmm. comes and grabs his uh, garment, hedge of his garment, which is uh, the, uh, uh, where the, uh, the supernatural power was, and she understood this you know, spiritually. Who touched me? Um, and he says, I perceive power has gone out from me. Verse 48, uh, daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. He healed her long-term disease. Mm -hmm. um, then uh, he goes, and in verse 49, he goes in the synagogue, uh, the ruler of the synagogue's house, your daughter is dead. Don't, don't bother the teacher. 
He says, don't be afraid, only believe, and she will be made well. So she puts everybody out that's uh, ridiculing him. Mm-hmm. And he puts out uh, his hand and calls her, and little girl, arise, and she was resurrected, you know, bath. Okay, so mm-hmm. resurrection, disease, sickness, long-term disease. So it's not even a limitation of that. Right. Uh, demonic possession. Um, all of those uh, came forward. And then he told the disciples, you know, and let's jump back to uh, Matthew uh, 10 now. Uh, mm-hmm. So we try to understand something um, is, you know, he said, you know, go uh, call the disciples, gave him a spirit, gave him power to clean up, heal all kinds of sickness and disease. And then he said the way to do that is to offer your peace to those that have a, a desire to receive my work, which is healing, mm-hmm. healing and casting out demons and super. And we talked about all the things that he could do. Um, if they receive it, stay with them. If they reject it, he said to do what? Dust your feet off. Yeah. Um, he said, take your peace back. Mm-hmm. Don't spend any time with them. Dust your feet off and tell them the kingdom of God is here. Mm-hmm. But but don't worry about it. Move on. Uh, why? Well, there's people to receive it. Okay, now. Uh, and this is what struck me as I process this. Um, okay, what does God have? What does Jesus and God have authority over? Well, um, it's over all material uh, circumstances that He can speak to and and take care of, which could be healing, resurrection, uh, long-term diseases, short-term diseases, wind, nature. Uh, in other words, nothing that he's created is limited to his ability to have supernatural power over and take authority over. Okay. Um, but there is one thing that he doesn't take authority over. Right. Um, and it's what he showed the disciples. He said, when you encounter this situation, <laughs> you, can't, you can't use this power to force somebody else to experience what I've offered them. Mm. Uh, so okay. free will. So yeah. free will is something that God doesn't violate. Right. Um, so that when we pray for authority, and, and I hear this a lot with people who are struggling with um, uh, others that aren't treating them well, mm-hmm. particularly people that are close to them. And the prayer is this, God change them. Mm-hmm. They're doing, what they're doing isn't right, make them do what's right. And God says, well, I don't violate, uh, I don't, I have authority, but I don't exercise that authority over free will. And, and think about the simple reason why not. If he could do it, what would that mean? That it's not free will. Then it's not free will. <laughs> uh, really, then we're just robotic. Mm-hmm. And he can just speak to things, which he, which he obviously has the power to do, and make all things happen. Okay. So let's try to put this together. Um, he says, clearly, this is in Second mm-hmm. uh, Peter, it is not my will that any should what? Should perish. He says, so my will, heart desire, is for all of my creation to, first of all, go from death to life. Mm-hmm. They stand condemned. Why? Because of the sin nature, because of what happened with Adam and Eve. And everybody has a sin nature, and the requirement is perfection. 
Mm-hmm. Nobody can, and this is Romans 6, nobody can get there. No, not one. There's not anybody right. in creation that can become perfect because of the sin nature. Mm-hmm. Um, so they stand, and this is uh, John 3, they stand condemned. Okay, why? Well, because God's nature is holiness. Mm-hmm. Holiness can't touch unholiness. And the requirement in order for you to be with me is going to be perfection, which you got to be holy, but you can't get there. Right. So it's an impossible scenario. Uh, well, um, even with Christ going to the cross, he said, I took away the requirement to be perfect by dying and taking on the penalty myself, living in the resurrection. I invite mm-hmm. you to now receive that. It's not my will that any should not receive that. Right. If he could force it or have authority over, what would he do? If he could force it, it completely violates free will. And what would he do, though? He would say, um, everybody, I'm going to make you receive Christ. Right. Because uh, that's not my will. And if I have the authority to do it, I do it. But they, that, that violates the essence of, of the God's nature himself, mm-hmm. which is free will, and love, which has to be by choice. Right. So that as we look at authority and we're learning supernatural, one of the critical pieces uh, is this aspect that um, there's nothing limiting what we can have authority over. So when you look at that and you look at circumstances and you look at things that, that, are, that are there, uh, it's... Uh, you know what does what does God uh, speak mm-hmm. and can do and fulfill because He's got power over His creation by what the, the authority of His Word. So there's nothing right. too difficult. So if you're you're in a tough situation, can God resolve it? Absolutely. Not naturally. Not by a series of here. I'm going to give you a way to maneuver mm-hmm. better. I will supernaturally speak to it because I have authority over it, and I want to draw you into that same place mm-hmm. so that you actually, which is what he did with the disciples, says, hey, you go out and you exercise that authority. Um, you don't physically need to be with me. I'm giving that to you. You have the power. The answer is yes. Mm-hmm. But if they reject it, you don't have the power to override that rejection. Right. Because uh, I don't violate people's wills. So that... When you look at this, it's really significant in that that is we can't say, well, God changed that person Mm. because don't we have the authority to do it? And God says, no, um, I don't violate that truth. And um, I need you to understand that so that what I would need you then to do is to have wisdom about where to go next with it mm-hmm. based upon that truth because I don't violate people's free wills. Uh, now, by the way, I will influence that so I can put pressure on things. I can, mm-hmm. I can cause them to rethink things because it's not working out too well and they would be better right. off if they do something different or they come to a conclusion that I can use to benefit you, you know, by what I speak. But that's wisdom about now what, now what, now what. Mm-hmm. Now that this has happened and they're choosing that free will, what do, what do we do now? Um, and, and so we and so you do. So um, uh, it's it's a matter of uh, you know pursuing that as you're seeking uh, 
uh, God's will. Uh, to do what? Where can I exercise that authority? And he says, one thing I need you to understand, nothing's, nothing's too difficult, so don't, mm-hmm. don't go that direction. We can speak to this. We can, we can exercise right. this. But if it involves somebody else's free will, you don't take authority uh, over that. Um, mm-hmm. And let, let me take you to one more verse, which uh, actually Paul talks about. We talked about this before in terms of the aspect of God's promises. But go to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Uh, and this is where we learn that, you know, all the promises in God are yes in Christ Jesus. Okay. Um, and, um, uh, excuse me, it's, uh, yeah, uh, second, uh, is that right? Uh, that's second Corinthians. Where, where am I missing this? Uh, I'm not sure which story you're looking for. Oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, so it's Second Corinthians uh, chapter 118. All the promises in Christ are yes and amen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Paul makes a statement in verse 24. He says, um, we have authority because the promises of God are true, and you can speak them and say amen, may it be so. Um, God, God can uh, deliver the supernatural. He says in verse 24, but... We do not have dominion, authority over your faith, mm-hmm. over your free will, but our fellow workers for your joy, for by faith you stand. Okay, mm-hmm. why would he say that? Because he says, I can't step in and take authority where, where God doesn't take authority. Mm. Um, I can't be in a different spot or think that, well, I have all this authority. I'll take authority over your faith. And he says, well, you can't because I don't. God says, I don't. Mm -hmm. What do I do? Invite people to receive. Let me be the author and finisher of faith. But if they choose not to, they will have those consequences of not to, which, by the way, Paul describes in Romans chapter 8, is that Mm -hmm. if you live in the flesh, um, you basically are at enmity against God and cannot please God, and you're acting as if God is dead. And so you won't be able to have any authority. Mm-hmm. Even for a believer, you won't ex- ex- be able to exercise any authority because you're not with him uh, mm-hmm. and you're not receiving his promises. And you can't say to somebody who isn't, right. okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to command you to follow Christ in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. He says, you don't, you don't have that right. It's always by imitation. Right. Um, and if they have a heart to, they'll experience it all, but they have a choice to make. I just set before you life or death, blessing or cursing choose me choose to walk mm-hmm. with me if you choose not to then actually you fellow believers just dust your feet off and go to those that have a heart to receive it mm-hmm. um, and by the way i would urge you to have a heart to receive it <laughs> so uh any you have any thoughts or questions about that because it's kind of it's kind of important to really understand this so yeah it's it's a great topic of conversation i think as we think about even how we pray um this is an important thing to to grapple with really and see you know as God is calling you know, I think about different people even um, I have friends with unbelieving spouses and you know and of course their prayer is that they would come to know God and would would come to follow Him um, but this is just that good reminder that you know you you cannot manipulate or take authority over the free will yet there's an invitation when God is laid on their hearts 
um, you know, for this person an invitation to continue to contend in prayer and ask him to soften their heart and, and cooperate with God as he calls and beckons to them and, and just loving them well and that sort of thing. So it, it kind of just made me think about, um, think about that. It's, you know, it's tough, I think, in that particular space. Um, it would be nice, honestly, <laughs> if we said what we would really like. We, we'd love him to be able to just take the free will and and bend it so that um, people we love would come to know him. Right. Um, but like you said, the beauty and the purity of the invitation to him is that he will not violate that. It's an invitation. It truly is an invitation. Right. Right. Well, we'll continue this discussion a little bit further uh, in terms of particularly about the demonic and uh, some other things that he said here. But um, uh, as we try to set this up properly, it's, well, what do we have authority over really and what mm -hmm. don't we? So that helps us to seek God and, mm -hmm. and look at, okay, what, how do people respond and what's their free will? How do I process that so that I don't inadvertently think I can mm -hmm. take authority or that I can ask God to take authority by doing what I want them to do? Right. As opposed to, well, now what? Now that I know this, what do I do now? But there is going to be authority because there's nothing limiting God in terms of what he can do. So we'll, we'll talk more about this next time. So, Father, thank you for this insight uh, that you've given us and help us to understand the truth of that uh, and to live it out by learning more and more and more the beauty that we have for you to act. At the same time, how do we handle those that have free will, including our own? And we thank you and praise you in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for joining us, everyone. As always, if you have questions, send them in to questions at afjministry.com. We'd love to talk about it. And we will see you next time. Yep, we'll see you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments. And tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.